Hi, I'm Gar Sanders. I'm Jamie Wincup. I'm Lee Holdsworth. I'm James Courtney. We're the Forex Angels, and you're listening to the VA Insiders. It's your weekly dose of V8 news on the V8 Insiders. Now here's your host, Craig Revell. Towns Hall's ready, and so is Lowndes. You know, sun's shining, it's a great day, and uh, of course the, uh, you know, really for us is uh, qualify well, race well, get on that podium, which is what our main goals are. Will Russell be back in 2012? We're going to start winning races. If, uh, if I'm going to have a hope in staying in this championship next year and, uh, and sort of going out in a bit of style. And the V8s are US bound. You know, we feel so at home here, and uh, I'm sure all our fans who are going to come over for the race, who have a lot of Australians who will want to come over and experience this, uh, they're going to feel very much at home as well. It's all coming up today as the red lights go out on another edition of the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. This news update is brought to you by V8X Magazine. Log on to the official V8X Magazine Facebook page for your chance to win some great prizes. It's Townsville this weekend, but the talk of the grid was the announcement that the V8 supercars are US-bound. Tony Cochran announcing the series will be heading to Texas in 2013. Uh, the way the circuit has uh, been designed is a tremendous racing facility. And I, I really, for us, we could not have chosen a better home than uh, Circuit of the Americas here in America. As the series prepares for the launch of the car of the future at Bathurst this year, V8X magazine has revealed that Jack Perkins will be the chief development driver for the car of the future program. V8 Supercars is looking to ensure that there will be no apparent favouritism to any main game team. Therefore, the development series drivers will be called on to assist with over 3,000 kilometres of testing scheduled for the new car package, with Matt Stone slated to do the spanner work. Mark Scaife is expected to be anointed at this weekend's Townsville 400 as the first chairman of the V8 Supercars Commission. With Scaife contracted to Triple Eight for the Enduros, it is expected that he will be not formally installed into the role until after Bathurst. Russell Ingall's future has fallen into further doubt with the drums sounding that the much-expected expansion of Triple Eight race engineering to four cars will occur very soon. It is speculated that Paul Morris will move his wrecks to be under the control of Roland Dame's Triple Eight operation. Russell knows he needs to turn his season around starting this weekend. And this was going to depend on how things went this year and it's been terrible. This has been my worst year since I've been in the championship since uh, I began in 1996. So um, I think we're 20-something in the championship which is absolutely horrendous and uh, at the moment we're at break stage so it's, uh, it's time now to actually start trying to get some results. Darwin was great with a fifth place, 
But uh, we've got to do a lot better than that. We're going to... Whilst we're talking Triple Eight, this week they pulled off another amazing promotion in Townsville with Craig Lowndes and Jamie Winkup racing a tank. While launching their very special Vodafone livery for this weekend's Townsville 400. Al Green from the Australian Army talked about the look of the Vodafone cars. They look like former service armoured personnel carriers and they're the sort of vehicles that saw service in Vietnam but it's great to see them put to good use. Lowndes and Wing Cup talked about the promotion and the opportunity for the fans to bid on some unique racing memorabilia. Hey, all the panels on the car, our race suits, even some of the team gear all get uh, put on eBay, auctioned off and uh, all the proceeds go to Gecko Charity, all the donations go to Gecko which supports all the uh, the army guys and the charity uh, for their uh, families and ongoing, so it's really for us, although it's a lot, little bit of fun today, um, really it's, it's there for a good cause. It's a great charity, great initiative from Vodafone and I just, I just feel like we've got one of the best sponsors in the world you know, to have the pool to be able to do something like this is great. Greg Lyons is looking to turn around his Townsville track form Momentum's going our way, the car I was feeling good. I'm, I'm feeling good. Uh, this is a weekend or uh, a race track that I haven't necessarily had good results, uh, but all things can change. Lee Holsworth has had great memories of Townsville. It always holds a bit of a special memory for me, getting my first pole position there a couple of years ago. So looking forward to going back there and having a real good at crack, uh, good crack at winning that one. And he knows the secret that Fujitsu Racing has found on the street circuits. We always go well at these street circuits because of the high grip level. And um, you know, it means you can push pretty hard in the car and um, be very aggressive and just, you know, they're, they're pretty brave sort of sort of circuits where, um, you know, the, the harder you push, the more rewarding it is for your lap time. Todd and Rick Kelly have said that the key to this weekend for the Jack Daniels racing team is set up. It's a fantastic track. It's extremely challenging, very hard to get the car set up for. We've probably struggled with Tansville uh, more than any other circuit on our calendar to really work out where we need to be. And this year, the things that we've done to the car, we're very confident. And I'm really looking forward to getting back there and seeing exactly where we end up. And I think they're pretty confident that we have done enough, but it's hard to know until you get there and roll the car out of the truck. So we've done a lot of changes last year to this year setup-wise, and we, ha- we really do have very different cars. Well, we talked about AAA's special livery, but Greg Murphy is now about to race his third new look for the Pepsi Max Commodore for season 2011. And everyone at Kelly Racing's thinks it's the best so far. Particular livery is probably the most exciting one that we've had. I've seen it in concept and I walk past the sign shop every day to see the progress of it. More drivers have been announced for the Gold Coast 600 with Alex Davison pairing up with his former Porsche teammate, Mark Lee. Been looking for an excuse to get him out to Australia, let alone do a race here. So, no, it should be really good. I'm really looking forward to it. Lieb is looking forward to getting a crack at the V8 supercars. And, uh, he was uh, always telling me how good these cars are and how, how fun they are to drive, you know, with a lot of horsepower and uh, very close competition. And so I'm really looking forward to it. And that's the news on the V8 supercars. After the break, Mark Fogarty and Grant Rowley will be along then, on this week's White Flag Lap, it's Stephen Johnson on 2011 at Jim Beam Racing. News on the V8 Insiders is brought to you by the official V8X Magazine Facebook page. Sign up and keep in touch with V8 Supercars. Controversy Corner is next when we return with more on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. 
showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers. V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. To ask a question of the V8 Insiders, just email them at v8insiders at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Craig Lance from Team Vodafone, and you're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining us this week from Auto Action, it's Mark Fogarty. Good evening, folks. Hey there, Craig. And, and hello to our other special guest. Who is? Grant Rowley. Hello. Yes, the green room specialist, I believe, in Speed Cafe's Grant Rowley. Uh, good day, thanks for having me. And thanks All for giving me uh, your own introduction there, folks. I love it. Anytime, mate, anytime. Well, you know, all things green at Speed Cafe, isn't it? You know, I'm expecting the Hulk to turn up there any moment. Uh, you don't know who might turn up to the green room, but I don't think it's uh, the Hulk, but uh, we do have some uh, some funny green things going on. Mm. Now, of course, uh, you're up in Townsville this weekend, guys, and uh, the Townsville race, unfortunately, I must admit, I've never been there, but uh, Grant, is this Adelaide of the North? Or is that uh, too big a mantle to put on any other race meeting in this country? I guess you're right in one way. It is a big mantle. But, look, it is a great race up here. It's the perfect time of year to come up for, you know, a holiday or a perfect time to come up for anything, really. It's uh, currently 26 today, 26 tomorrow, 26 the day after. It's shorts, it's T-shirts and... Uh, you know, I, I live in Melbourne, and it's uh, freezing damn cold down there, so I'll uh, take any excuse to get out. And a, a V8 supercar race is the absolute perfect thing you can you can do at this time of year. The atmosphere is good. I don't know if it's quite what Adelaide is. And uh, the first year here was very special. Second year, was it was good. But I guess, you know, Adelaide, uh, it just kept building and building and building, especially in those... Um, uh, the Grand Prix days and uh, even the early days, early years of the, the V8 event. And, uh, you know, let's see what it does this weekend, but it does need to take a, another couple of steps before it can be classed there, right, right there with Adelaide. Mm. Fogues, your expectations? Well, I don't really have any at the moment because I've actually never been to the Townsville event. This will be my first year. Normally at this time of year I'd be at the British Grand Prix, but I've changed my winter schedule this year and uh, for something different I'm actually going to go and see the Townsville event. So I will be very interested to see how it shapes up. I mean, I can't see that it would rival Adelaide just on many levels. It doesn't have the, the history. Um, it's not in a you know a reasonably sized capital city. Um, but I'm sure it'll have a different atmosphere and a, and a good atmosphere. I mean, it's, it's a huge event up in far north Queensland. And uh, as Grant was saying, the weather the weather's certainly very appealing. I'm looking forward um, to some lazy days in the sun afterwards in the region. So, yeah, I, I'm open-minded, but, you know, from what I've seen, you know, highlights in the past when I've got back, obviously um, everyone up there enjoys it and the V8 fraternity seem to be pretty happy about it and um, some, you know, reasonably interesting racing. So, uh, yeah, should be good. All right. Now, the two winners last year... Jamie Winkup and Mark Winterbottom. I reckon, folks, that everyone would be happy to say, yep, I can see Jamie Winkup win again. I don't know that any of us would be that confident to say that about Winkup, uh, Winterbottom. 
Well, not on soft tyres. They've still yet to crack that nut. Um, you know, Frosty's obviously got innate pace, and the FPR Falcon, you know, on the hard tyres doesn't seem to have any pace problem, but, you know, Frosty hasn't been... You know, he's had bad luck. I mean, he was... Uh, he was on for at least one dead set cert in Darwin, and um, then we had that restart schmozzle, which was bizarre to say the least. So, um, if they get their heads around heads around the soft tyre, well, maybe he can do. It's going to be a big win- weekend for Frosty, of course. He's up there with the number 95 for a change, promoting um, the Cars 2 movie and um, his fleeting involvement. I've seen the movie. It's pretty good, actually. It's a lot different from the first one, but it's very amusing, nonetheless. And, you know, you mentioned Wind Cup. Well, at the moment, you just can't go past him. Um, so unless they find another way of um, tripping over themselves, um, he'll certainly be the man to beat. But there are a lot of people going up there who have a lot to prove, not the least of which is Mark Winterbottom. But HRT have got to get up off the off the mat, and Tander and Courtney have got to make some moves. And... Um, on it goes. Plenty of people have got a lot of business to get on with. Mm, Grant, the HRT situation is a very, very interesting one with Garth announcing that he's signed for his future with HRT. You know that he's not going to make a move that would be career-limiting or race victory-limiting. No, you're, you're probably right there. And, uh, you know, I guess uh, his options to move elsewhere were... You know, pretty slim. There's uh, been some reports of, of late about what might happen at Triple uh, Eight and its future. Uh, you know, possibly running four cars with a, a Paul Morris tie-up, and I'm pretty sure that Garth was um, was all over those. So, or you know, he was had some idea about what what could happen there. But um, clearly, his uh, final decision has been to stay where stay where he's at. The Stay effectively with the team that he won the championship for. He's won a Bathurst with. He's finished in the top three or four in you know all of the last five V8 Supercar Championships, all with HRT. You know they've had a uh, they've had a rough start to the year. Um, some heads have rolled because of that. I, I have no doubt. And uh, you know now it's time for them to to uh, you know rebuild a little bit and and get back up there. There's no doubt they've got uh, two of the best drivers in the in the paddock, they've got some some great engineers there. Uh, Ryan Walkinshaw, the, uh, the the new boss, has uh, spoken about you know making even further changes, and and he's suggesting that it might not might, it might be uh, you know a, a year or two years before we see the team return to its uh, dominant uh, its you know once dominant self. But uh, you know anyone who can uh, beat Triple Eight at the moment. Is uh, even just in one race is doing a uh, is doing a pretty good job. So, you know, to see HRT return to its uh, its dominant ways is uh, you know it's a it's a it's a long way off. But you know, Garth is a, he's a grafter, and um, for me, he's probably made the right decision. He made the right decision in uh, in June 2011 to you know for, for right at this time. So. Uh, you know, there's no reason why he can't get uh, podiums and the odd win this year. Mm. Folks, HRT and Garth Tander pairing up. Uh, I must admit, I was I was hoping that the the Triple Eight expansion might have come a bit earlier and perhaps included Garth Tander because I think that would be a fascinating combination to see him driving in their car. I'm sure it's 
something he would have looked at very carefully. There would have been discussions. Um, the simple fact is at the moment, and I stress at the moment, there's no room at the inn. Triple Eight is a two-car operation at the moment with uh, wind cup and lounge, and until and unless this alliance or takeover or however you like to characterise it that seems to be on course with Roland Dane uh, expanding to four cars by basically swallowing up the Paul Morris Motorsport operation, um, but that's not a done deal yet. So um, realistically, Garth didn't have anywhere else to go. I'm sure he probably could have found a place over at Campbellfield, um, somewhere um, in FPR, well, presuming there's a seat available there, and that's Dumbrell's, but who knows what Paul's thinking about this week. He seems to change his mind every week. Um, so, you know, where else? Mm. It's got to be, you know, a, I guess it boils down to a, a, a bad shore drive at Holden Racing Team, you know, the main Holden factory team. It's got to be better than... Um, the promise of something elsewhere, and there are so few teams now that a top driver can go to with the reasonable expectation of doing well that um, it's actually getting, funnily enough, harder and harder. And the, the silly season, I think, progressively is not going to be so silly because as we speak, um, and for the foreseeable future, just fewer places for top-line guys to go with the expectation of at least being competitive. Hmm. Well, we need to have gas and go here on the V8 Insiders, but there's plenty more to come in a little while. Gas and Go is brought to you by V8X Magazine. Log on to the official V8X Magazine Facebook page for your chance to win some great prizes. Gas and Go on the V8 Insiders brought to you by the brand new V8X Magazine, which of course features the Triple Eight Juggernaut on the cover. Fogues. First up to you, have Team Vodafone outdone themselves once again with the promotional stunts, this time at Townsville, a tank race? No. The more the merrier. I mean, publicity stunts like that, particularly that, you know, have a, a resonance up there in the in, around Townsville and far north Queensland are great, but anything that gets coverage outside, you know, the normal avenues is good, more of it. Grant? Oh, look, for sure. Anything that can uh, give the, the category some extra miles is great. Um, you know, it's just interesting to ask what's next. They've had uh, Jamie Winkup drive a Formula 1 car. They've had Craig Lowndes drive a Formula 1 car at Bathurst, of all places. And, and now these blokes are racing tanks, all of which has been put on by Vodafone. Um, what do these guys do next? I'm not sure. Mm, yes, it just keeps getting better and better. How long does Russell Engel and Greg Murphy have left in the V8 Supercar Series full-time, Grant? Uh, that's an interesting question and one which I can't exactly answer and I'm sure both of those guys definitely want to see themselves in there in 2012. Um, maybe Murph might have uh, one or two more years in Russell's. But, um, you know, having said that, last time Russell was driving one of these cars, he finished fifth. So uh, I, I certainly think they've got, uh, they've got, you know, one more good year in them. And, uh, look, I think the sport is probably poorer without those two guys. I mean, they're, they're, uh, legends, of the, uh, they're legends of the sport. They've got a, a huge following, certainly, you know, much bigger following than what... I'm just going to pull some names out here, but like, you know, a Nick Perkett or a Andrew Thompson, you're probably going to find more guys turn up to the racetrack to 
go see um, Murph and the Enforcer rather than going to see, uh, you know, some young guys like uh, Tomo and Purdog. It fogs. Sadly, when you take everything into consideration, they're both past their use-by date. You know, they shouldn't really be in the category after this season. And that's a shame because they are both great characters and they'll certainly slide very quickly into um, the legend, into legend status. Um, Merce probably got a better chance of continuing. Um, but, I, you know, the reality is, really, I think their best days have passed them and <clears throat> they probably should move on, but they won't do so willingly and they'll leave, if they are to leave, they'll leave kicking and screaming. Mm. But, you know, we should be funneling more new talent through the system, you know, um, people shouldn't just be rooted in their places, you know, just because of, of what they've done, you know, it should be about what they're doing now and, and more recently, so that's the harsh reality, I'm afraid. Mm. Well, it is, it is approaching the mid-season silly season. Who's next to go, folks? Or who won't be driving next year, I should say? Tell us who they are. Uh, yeah, look, still a long way to go. A long way to go before we know who's driving where in 2012. A few things to sort out. And I, I think at this point, the, uh, the the Roland Dane Paul Morris tie-up is probably going to weigh heavily into that. And as folks said, uh, Russell Ingle um, will probably be uh, won't won't be driving under that uh, wreck, if you like. Uh, and his teammate Steve Owen is probably also vulnerable as well. Steve's uh, quite close with Roland Dane, and Roland uh, rates him quite quite highly. But will that see him retain a seat if there is a merge or a, a joint venture between those guys? Uh, I would say that those two appear to be uh, vulnerable. And you know, then you've also got to look at the likes of um, Jason Barguana as well. He's currently 15th in the championship, uh, and doing a pretty good job. Uh, scored a podium, his first one in, a, in quite some time, but, you know, is there going to be room for him when everything shakes out? Mm. It's interesting times ahead, as there is with Abu Dhabi, Singapore, New Zealand, and after the break we'll be talking about America. But what country do you expect the V8 supercars to announce expansion to next, Grant? Uh, I probably would imagine it'll be Singapore will probably be the next one, and maybe India. I think those two are on top of the list, unless there's going to be an extra Middle East race uh, added or to to, um, to sit beside uh, Abu Dhabi at the start of the year. But, look, Singapore and uh, India have, have both been talked about uh, at, at length uh, for you know more than 12 months now. So, 
um, I, I would imagine that one of those two places will be next. Mm. Well, folks, I've already got Singapore in, so India, your hot tip, or do you think we could go to South America next? <laughs> Listen, Craig, I'm still trying to get my head around this USA adventure. We'll get into that later, but um, Singapore is next on the list, but it, it's looking doubtful even for next year at the moment because the, that Changi track's just come to a grinding halt. The permanent venue and talk of um, running on a some sort of temporary circuit in Singapore is uh, not going to be the work of a moment. Um, I'll be amazed if we're not racing in uh, at the La Salle circuit in Qatar um, at the start of next season, twin with Abu Dhabi. They're certainly looking, and they have to get a second event in the Middle East up to justify that trip, Abu Dhabi, despite their deep pockets, can't justify um, the full expense of shipping the whole V8 circus over there. Outside of that, um, it's got to be in the, roughly, I suppose, in, in the Asian region, and yet, yeah, as, as Grant mentioned, you know, India and um, South Korea are uh, the most likely, but um, as we've seen with this announcement about Texas, you know, Tony Cochran can certainly pull surprises out of his hat. Mm. Well, I've said hat to be polite. Okay, finally, here on Gas and Go, do V8 supercars need to try and get the Fujitsu series back out to the tracks that the main game calendar just can't fill in Australia anymore? That might work. That might uh, be one solution in five or six or seven years when the need to go to the Wintons and the Queensland Raceway Lows and the like uh, don't, uh, you know, isn't required anymore because there's, there's uh, too many street tracks and there's other international events to go to. Tony said that 18 events is, is what he'll do and, you know, I think if he can have 18 uh, events where he has good support from from governments and good support from other people, then, you know, he'll, uh, he'll, he'll do that. Uh, yeah, so um, uh, maybe that maybe that's a way. You know, the the Winton, the people in Albury get their racing fix through the uh, Fujitsu series, and who knows where the Fujitsu series will be in in five or six years? It, it probably needs to be uh, needs to be looked after, maybe a little bit better, uh, or you know, given a little bit more care. But uh, it's certainly improving, folks. More standalone events for the Fujitsu Series is a nice idea, but I just don't think it's viable. History suggests that, um, you know, Fujitsu events where the Fujitsu Series or the Development Series is the the headline act, you know, attracts three men and a dog, and the dog's only there to keep the three men in. It's, uh, it's, it's a very difficult one, you know. I like the idea, but they need something to attract the crowds, and... I think the only way to do that is this, you know, well, long discussions have been going on about letting main gamers, you know, pop in and out of the Fujitsu series um, to, you know, attract some attention, you know, much, you know, a mini version, in fact, of, you know, what NASCAR does with the Nationwide series, which, you know, is heavily populated with um, Sprint Cup runners and is is to a large extent, or the only extent really why the Nationwide series you know, attracts a big following. Um, you need to do something like that with the Fujitsu series here, I think, um, you know, to attract audiences both um, on TV or, 
know, any form of broadcast platform and crowds themselves. So uh, otherwise, I can't see it happening. Mm. Well, that's Guess and Go for another week here on the V8 Insiders, brought to you by the brand new V8X magazine. That's the juggernaut of Team Vodafone on the cover. Gas and Go is brought to you by the V8X Magazine. Log on to the official V8X Magazine Facebook page for your chance to win some great prizes. We'll be back with Fogues and Grant Rowley right after this break. Find out more about your favourite supercar teams and drivers when we go inside further on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders here as Fogues from Auto Action and Grant Rowley from Speed Cafe. We have a nickname for you. That gas and go, not very fast, is it? We'd be lousy at pit stops. Well, yes. I do have to say that I think you and Nev hold the record for the longest gas and go. And you've done well trying to break it there. It's uh, it's interesting because Nev came back last week and was able to do it inside the uh, three-minute window. So um, perhaps that says something. About Nev, yeah. Yes. Grant, we haven't got a nickname for you. We've got Fogues. What have we got for you? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've never really had uh, a nickname stick. Uh, I've had been called a lot of names, that's for sure, but never had one which has always stuck. Um so, uh, yeah, no, no, I'll open it up to your, uh, to you guys to come up with something like... I've had all the growlers and the G-strings and the granty panty hoses, but, you know, nothing has really stuck. And I hope none of those really stick either. Mm. Well, you shouldn't have put them out there. Because one place where, you know, abbreviations and nicknames have really caught on is over there in the United States. And since the Americans just... Seem to, if you listen to Tony, absolutely love V8 supercar racing at the moment. <laughs> Folks, we're going to go there and drive at a track yet to be built at a time yet to be affixed. Well, that is the plan. Who would have thunk? Well, it, um, it's a, an amazing coup if it sticks. But there's a long way to go yet with that track. I mean, the track has overcome some of its funding problems and <coughs> construction's underway. I'm sure it'll be completed, but it's yet to be proven that it can draw a Formula One crowd there or a MotoGP crowd. So, you know, whether it can draw a crowd for V8 supercars um, is highly debatable. I mean, it, it's great that the series is going there, and I'm looking forward to it. But, honestly, the business case not from V8 Supercar's side, that's a walk-up start. I mean, they're getting paid millions to go over there. Um, but, you know, from the Circuit of America's point of view, it just, just doesn't add up for me. You know, V8 Supercar's has a healthy niche following on the Speed TV channel, but that's what it is. You know, um, Tony bigs it up, as you'd expect him to, but, um, you know, it has a enthusiastic but very small following over there. You know, it's 
speed is you know a very NASCAR centric network as it should be um, and when the highlights of the V8s get run um, you know they're well, not exactly buried away but they're not prime time either so we shouldn't get too excited about that yes it's getting coverage on speed in North America and South America and it has a healthy niche audience but um, how that translates into well um, Tavo Hellman has apparently done some research and told Tony Cochran that he he's estimating that they'll get forty to 50,000 a day and Tony Cochran told me that he thinks that's achievable well <laughs> that would be a huge get Grant? I can't see any reason uh, why um, we should be criticising uh, V8 Supercar's invitation and uh, the, the financial uh, benefit they get out of going. They've, uh, the, the circuit brand new facility and obviously they're throwing a whole bunch of dough at it to make it as successful as possible when they've gone out there and in my mind have got the three best categories that they could get their hands on in Formula 1, MotoGP and V8 Supercars. There's no other touring car category in the world that you'd pull over uh, to, to race there. Uh, NASCAR, um, you know, they, they like going, um, they like turning left and their uh, road courses are pretty heavily cemented at Watkins Glen and uh, Infineon Raceway. So um, I guess no real need for those guys to change. Maybe they could have had a, a nationwide race there and maybe they would have got a similar sort of crowd to V8 Supercars, but I guess... Um, the Americans now can hang their hat on a, a great international touring car class coming over and racing on their brand new circuit for you know a big five-year deal. I think that all at V8 Supercars uh, and you know everyone in the industry, I guess, can can be pretty proud that um, that V8 has been selected. As folks said, you know, there's still a long way to go before before it actually happens and you know if it's going to be yeah we're, we're still like two good two years away from the cars actually uh heading over there to, to compete but um you know it's a it's a nice little tick for for me it's a it's a pretty good tick to um to be included in the in the you know with the likes of formula one and moto gp hmm. i guess this race to me now firms as the most likely to have a wild card starter. Of course, you immediately think of Ambrose, but you know that there's the opportunity. You could get Dale Earnhardt in a car if you can pick a weekend that NASCAR's not racing. Get Dale Earnhardt in a car. Get uh, Jeff Gordon or Tony Stewart in a car. That's going to get you a goodly number of people just to turn up to see that, folks. Well, the key to this event is getting the participation of at least a selection of leading drivers from the leading American series. And clearly that's what V8 Supercars and the Circuit of the Americas is working on. There are three plans for what Tony Cochran calls a unique format, or a format unique to America, for the event. And that involves, uh, all, or at least two of those plans involves having, um, you know, top drivers from local series involved. And it, ha it has to be wise how you're going to attract any any attention in the American media and, and get the attention of fans. So I, mean, I think that's basic that they have to do it. Now, how they do it, that's the big question. You know, is it a Gold Coast style or some sort of variation of the Gold Coast, you know, 
international co-drivers format? Um, is it a separate race, you know, just for um, drivers from, you know, top, lead, top drivers from American series, you know, the big names, if they can attract them, which, of course, would depend, all of this depends on the timing of the event, its scheduling. Or could it be some sort of, you know, nation versus nation or, you know, region versus nation, uh, region versus region contest, you know, Australia versus USA or more likely Australasia versus, you know, the Americas. Um, either way, any of those, you've got to have the participation of some, you know, major um, figures from US racing, you know, to, to, to make this work. I, I just cannot fathom any other way that it's kind of going to be a long-term, that it's going to be viable long-term, because what we don't want is this to be another China, you know, turn up, one event, gone, you know, you know, because um, it, it just didn't, you know, attract enough attention locally, you know, to, to continue. I'm simplifying things, but, mm. you know, that's what we we don't want to happen. It's all very well, V8s, and I wasn't criticising V8 supercars, you know, in getting this event, quite the contrary. Um, but you know, it's no good if it go if we go there once and it just it just doesn't do anything and we never go back again. That would be a body blow to the sport. So, um, in the overall, yes, it's a very positive move. But I think there are some legitimate concerns that you know that need to be addressed. Mm. We need to wrap this one up here. But I have two more questions for you, which we need like better than gas and go answers here. Firstly, to you, Grant. The Seven Mate Trial, what's your thoughts on the digital television transfer off the main channel? I guess it's, it's pretty difficult for me to uh, answer because I've been to every single V8 race for the past two years and uh, I don't actually get to hear what the commentator, what Neil Crompton and Mark Scaife and Mark Beretta are, are, are saying. Uh, generally, we're... Where I sit in the uh, in the media centre, we don't get to hear those guys. You know, I don't have to deal with um, uh, seven mate scheduling or you know the, the primary channel uh, scheduling. I, I look at the race uh, race guide, um, you know, before each race, and I know at twelve o'clock I'm going to be sitting down and watching qualifying. It's going to be live. It's going to be right in front of my eyes. So, yeah, I guess I'm in a, a fortunate position that I don't have to deal with that. And look, I've heard a lot of complaints and people. Uh, V8 punters are the first to jump on uh, jump on the angry wagon when uh, when things are going on in TV land, and I guess I, I feel sorry for them because I know when, when I used to sit at home, I'd want to just make sure that I knew between two and five I was going to sit down and and watch it, and if uh, if that didn't work out, then uh, then I'd, I'd be pretty upset. But you know, uh, sorry to get to your question with seven mate, um, you know maybe not for. For Bathurst and any event that doesn't clash with AFL, fair enough. Let's be on the primary channel, but um, I see nothing wrong with being on Seven Mate. I know that there's still some restrictions uh, with um, regional viewers and people who don't have the technology yet. But in two years' time, everybody's going to have the technology, and uh, let's get V8s nice and early on the Seven Mate program. So, you know, essentially V8s can be one of Seven Mates leading. Sports that they broadcast. Folks, a very big risk. Not good. Not working. Not a big enough audience yet. Yeah, I'm not a fan either. Even though you're da- way quicker than me, folks. Like it. Well done. <laughs> the other thing is I'm under pressure. David Leckie has promised AFL seven mate. If anyone 
any V8 supercar fan was watching or was at the AFL television press conference, they heard David Leckie say, we have got this seven, mate, and it is prime for AFL. Why the hell would he want the V8 supercars to cause the same problems on two of his networks? We're right. heading for a train wreck on the TV, and not just with V8 supercars, with, with, with you know, sport in general. It's, just, it's all over the place. Mm. A much bigger topic for a bigger day. Finally, scape on the commission, folks. If he takes this position, does that have to end his racing career? In V8s, anyway. It should, but on uh, recent past precedent, it won't. Um, I understand there's been some difference of opinion over whether Mark Scaife should be appointed chief commissioner or chairman, whatever you like to call it, or whatever they will call it, hopefully. Well, I understand we'll find out all about this at Townsville this weekend, but, um, you know... There has been some opposition, but it looks like it's uh, it's gone through. Um, this whole V8 Supercar Commission is going to be far less than what we imagined. Uh, as someone described it to me, it's going to be less than independent. So it's not going to it's not going to be like the AFL Commission. But it's a baby step forward. Um, so we'll see how it all goes. But no, I fully expect Mark Scaife to be the boss of it. Grant. Yeah, look, for sure, Scafi as the boss, but, you know, being the boss of the commission or the chief commissioner, um, being a commentator, being a race driver, you know, maybe there might be some something that he might have to scale back on. And I guess the first thing that everyone has suggested is that, he, that uh, it should be the end of his driving days until he decides to peel back somewhere else. So, uh, as folks said, we'll find out this weekend how... How it's how the commission's going to shape up, and then I guess we'll ask the questions about what the uh, future for him behind the wheel of a race car is. Mm. Well, it's always a pleasure to catch up with both of you guys, and uh, we're looking forward to a very exciting Townsville. Grant, who's going to win? I can't go past uh, Jamie Winkup, although, look, we're back on the hard tyres for all of our um, one set per day, so. Uh, maybe you can't ride off uh, Mark Winterbottom either They were strong here last year But look, you said it at the top of the show Jamie Winkup won one race Mark Winterbottom won the other Let's not be surprised if we saw those uh, those two Right up the front again Folks No idea That's the easiest way to end it Here on the V8 Insiders The white flag lap is up next Thanks very much to Mark Fogarty And Grant Rowley Thank you Craig, it's been a Thank you, Craig. That was uh, it was fun, and folks, that uh, was it was fun. Great. <laughs> <laughs> the white uh, flag. We'll look forward. We'll do battle in Townsville. The white flag laps up next year on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing. V8 Supercars, showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers. V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Rick Kelly. You're listening to V8 Insiders. On this week's White Flag Lab, we hear from Stephen Johnson, who talks about his role once again of having to develop a new driver in James Moffat at the 
Dick Johnson, Jim Beam Racing Team. You know, I'm no stranger to, to having young guys next to us and, uh, you know, that bit with, with Will there, you know, and, um, you know, that was that was great. He was he was a great teammate, you know, like and in the way that I had to help him as much as I could. But, um, you know, you got you got to... I guess it's a balancing act. You can't, you know, focus entirely on them and helping them. you still got to worry about yourself, obviously. So, uh, um, you know, I'd love to see James go well in that 18 car because, um, you know, we know it can be fast and... Uh, um, the main game is uh, is certainly a lot different to the Fujitsu series, and and he realises that. But you know, a lot of people have been pretty hard on him. Um, you know, he's not he's actually not far away from being sort of right there in the in the top ten. And uh, you know, he showed that in Perth. He qualified ninth, and uh, uh, I think you know sometimes he gets quite hard on himself when he's uh, you know not getting things right. He's obviously got a new engineer as well, so um, it's all new for him. And um, you know, we want both cars up up the front, and uh, you know. If I can do whatever I can to help him out, I will. Um, and it's going to take a while, you know. I mean, it uh, it didn't take James Courtney five minutes to get used to these things when he came into the category either. So, uh, you know, and he'd done a hell of a lot of racing and a lot, lot more than James has done. So, um, uh, you know, I think he's going to be pretty good, certainly by the end of the year. And, uh, um, you know, you just got to, you know, you got to... Bringing a young guy in is uh, is a long process. It's not like a fill in the seat for a year and and let's go. It's uh, it's you know you've got to work with them and you've got to commit to them for for a few years and uh, you know that's what we've got to do and that's what we've got to do to get him up the front. So um, you know if he didn't have the ability or we didn't think he could do it, he wouldn't be there. My thanks to Junior Johnson, Fogues, and Grant Rowley as the checker flag waves over another edition of the V8 Insiders. Keep smiling and bye for now. Join us next week for more V8 Insiders, only on v8x.com.au.